No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome back to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. When it came to ministering in the tabernacle, no one was fit to serve on their own. God had to prepare them before they could minister to him. Today we'll see how the Lord consecrated Aaron and his sons for the priesthood. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Leviticus chapter 8 on Simply the Bible. The tabernacle was ready. The priestly garments were made. God had given all the laws for the various sacrifices and offerings. Now it was time to ready the priests for their duties of representing the people before God and God before the people. We pick it up in Leviticus chapter 8. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take Aaron and his sons with him, and the garments, the anointing oil, a bull as a sin offering, two rams, and a basket of unleavened bread, and gather all the congregation together at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So Moses did as the Lord commanded him. And the congregation was gathered together at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And Moses said to the congregation, This is what the Lord commanded to be done. The Lord was preparing Aaron and his sons to serve as priests. They could not enter the service of the Lord on their own. They were sinners just like the people that they served. Aaron had made a golden calf. He certainly wasn't going to be the high priest because of his own merit or righteousness. His ordination was purely of grace. The consecration ceremony was to set him and his sons apart for their service as priests. We will see that they had nothing to do with any of it except to simply receive it. God provided the sacrifices, the clothing, and the anointing oil. Although Moses was not a priest, he performed the priestly duties to consecrate Aaron and his sons into the ministry. This shows us that ministry is not something for which we can qualify ourselves. We can't just work harder and suddenly be fit. The Lord calls, he chooses, he consecrates us. Our part is to simply believe and receive. I'm so glad that this is the case. If we had to be perfect to be used by God, then who would qualify? And God would have so few people to work with. The fact that Aaron was a sinner who occupied his high office by grace should encourage us all that God can use us if we believe and are willing to be used. The Lord told Moses to gather everything he would need for this solemn ceremony, including the congregation who would witness it. Twice in these first five verses, we read the phrase, as the Lord commanded Moses. It appears at least eight times in Leviticus 8, and it emphasizes the fact that everything that was done to prepare Aaron and his sons to serve the Lord was according to the exact instructions of the Lord. This teaches us that when it comes to worshiping God, we are not free to worship Him any way we choose. We don't make the rules. We come to God in the prescribed way or else we won't be accepted. Verse 6, Then Moses brought Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. 
And he put the tunic on him, girded him with the sash, clothed him with the robe, and put the ephod on him. And he girded him with the intricately woven band of the ephod, and with it tied the ephod on him. Then he put the breastplate on him, and he put the Urim and the Thummim in the breastplate. And he put the turban on his head, also on the turban on its front, he put the golden plate, the holy crown, as the Lord had commanded Moses. So first, Moses washed them with water. This symbolizes being cleansed by the word of God. In Ephesians chapter 5, as the apostle Paul instructed husbands, he said, husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. It is the word that convicts us of sin, and that leads us to confession so that we might be cleansed from our sin. The clothing speaks of righteousness. Before they could serve, they had to be clothed in the white linen garments of righteousness. Aaron and his sons wore four linen garments, the tunic, the sash, trousers, and a hat. These speak of the righteousness in which every believer in Jesus Christ is clothed. God has imputed the righteousness of Christ to all who believe in him. In addition to these standard priestly garments, Aaron wore the special garments of the high priest that were for glory and for beauty. The robe, the intricately woven waistband, the ephod or apron that would go in the front and back, and the turban with its golden plate and the words holiness to the Lord inscribed on it. Attached to the ephod was the breastplate, a square pouch that had the Urim and the Thummim inside. The Hebrew words mean lights and perfections, but we don't know what the Urim and Thummim really were. However, we do know that they were used in determining the will of God. Aaron had to appear in his full high priest attire for this most sacred ceremony that would initiate the priesthood and the tabernacle worship of Israel. Verse 10, also Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and all that was in it and consecrated them. He sprinkled some of it on the altar seven times, anointed the altar and all its utensils and the laver and its base to consecrate them. And he poured some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head and anointed him to consecrate him. This anointing oil symbolized the Holy Spirit. There was no other oil like it. It could not be made for any other purpose except for this one. It showed that Aaron and his sons were anointed and consecrated to serve the Lord as priests. The pouring of the anointing oil over Aaron's head is mentioned in Psalm 133, where it is used as a figure of unity among believers. What a beautiful fragrance it is when believers dwell together in unity. I wish I could smell that all the time. Verse 13, Then Moses brought Aaron's sons and put tunics on them, girded them with sashes and put hats on them as the Lord had commanded Moses. Moses clothed Aaron's sons with the same white linen garments that Aaron wore underneath his special high priestly garments. This is important to us because 
In the New Testament, Jesus is our high priest, but we have been made a kingdom of priests. We are clothed in the same righteousness as Jesus Christ. Have you ever stopped to consider how wonderful that is? I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning, I don't feel very righteous. It seems to me that my sins are ever before me and I could list all kinds of them. But thank God, my feelings are not the determining factor of truth. I am clothed in the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ because God says so. I am justified. That is just as if I'd never sinned because of my faith in Jesus Christ. And the same is true for you if you trust Christ. So the next time the devil or somebody else tells you that you're not good enough, ask them, well, is Christ good enough? Because God has credited to my account the righteousness of Christ. This is symbolized by the white linen garments worn by the priests. And he brought the bull for the sin offering. Then Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the bull for the sin offering, and Moses killed it. Then he took the blood and put some on the horns of the altar all around with his finger and purified the altar. And he poured the blood at the base of the altar and consecrated it to make atonement for it. Then he took all the fat that was on the entrails, the fatty lobe attached to the liver, and the two kidneys with their fat, and Moses burned them on the altar. But the bull, its hide, its flesh, and its offal, he burned with fire outside the camp as the Lord had commanded Moses. So the bull was for the sin offering, and we know that if the anointed priest sinned, then the bull was his sin offering. Therefore, this bull was the sin offering for Aaron and his sons. As they laid their hands on the head of the bull, they were transferring their own guilt to the bull and signifying that the bull was representing them. And then Moses killed it. And he took the blood and put some of it on the horns of the altar all around with his finger to purify the altar. Now, normally on the sin offering of the bull, when a priest would sin, then the bull's blood would be brought into the sanctuary and it would be put upon the four horns of the altar of incense. But this was different here probably because it was just beginning the whole tabernacle worship, and the altar itself first had to be sanctified. The altar had to be purified or consecrated by the blood before it could even be used. Moses continued to do what would normally be done for the sin offering, that is, the fatty portions would be burned, and then the hide of the bull was burned outside the camp in a clean place. Now, Hebrews 9.22 tells us, And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without shedding of blood there is no remission. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. So we know that everything in the tabernacle was a copy of the heavenly tabernacle. 
the earthly altar was purified with the blood of the bull, but the heavenly altar is purified with the blood of Jesus Christ. And now Jesus is our high priest sitting at the right hand of the Father, appearing in his presence on our behalf. Why is this significant for us? Because we don't need to go to an earthly priest to confess our sins over and over again. We have a high priest in heaven who is our merciful and faithful high priest, who is tempted in all ways the same way that we are, yet he is without sin. And now he testifies of his righteousness. When we come and we believe in Jesus Christ, we may feel weak and unworthy, but God sees us clothed in the perfect righteousness of Jesus Christ. Don't let the devil rip you off by telling you that you are not worthy to serve the Lord. None of us are worthy to serve the Lord. That's why we need Jesus Christ. And that's why he's clothed us. And that's why this is so important when we look at Aaron and his sons being consecrated for the priesthood. They weren't worthy. They were humans. They were imperfect. They were sinners just like you and me. And yet God provided the sacrifices by which they could be purified and set apart, made holy, and made fit for the ministry. The real question is, are we willing to come and let God do that work in us so that he might use us for his glory? I'm willing. How about you? You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepperidge Elementary School in Boise. Also, to listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. We'd really love to hear from you. You can also text WELCOME to 208-314-3377. That's 208-314-3377. Have you ever attended a powerful worship service where you knew that the Lord was present? Tomorrow we'll see how God showed up for the first worship service at the tabernacle. We hope you'll join us as we continue our study of Leviticus on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.